everybody, and welcome back to the Right Reality Podcast. My name is Mixie. Hi, I'm Steve. And we are recapping episode five of Joe Millionaire entitled Campfire, Cuddles, and S'more Drama. And there was drama, all right? Can we give like a first shout out to S'more Drama? <laughs> the the puns in this episode, S'more Drama and Camp Buy Me Love. Uh, amazing. I fully agree with you. Raise whoever... <laughs> is in charge of those two things and those things to uh, those two things only raise yeah i really appreciated it really appreciated the puns in this episode uh we went camping with the girls and the guys and martin don't worry martin came and it was beautiful it was everything i wanted and more and it continuously the show continuously is is beating the bachelor hand over foot i mean it's almost i i almost feel like it's 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 mean for me to compare Joe Millionaire to The Bachelor because I feel it's so far ahead. You are absolutely 1,000% correct. And here on the number one <laughs> Joe Millionaire podcast that does not beg you to leave reviews or will quit doing this, um, we appreciate everything that was in this episode. I tweeted last night uh, a shot of Stefan from SNL. Uh -huh. Saying this episode has everything. It does. Everything. Because it did. It really did. Everything we have enjoyed from Joe Millionaire to begin with. And then just added on nuanced layers of everything. Fights, dramas, random hot dogs <laughs> out of nowhere. <laughs> Carnival uh, swings out of nowhere. <laughs> People being blinded by the light, and it doesn't have to do with the weekend, but we'll get there because this was a chef kiss of an episode. Again, whoever's in charge, thank you. I just want thank to thank you. you. Get in charge of more reality shows because there's so many things that we'll, we'll touch on it as we go. So many things in this episode that is like, I guess, a quote, no-no for reality TV that Joe Millionaire is just like, nah, we're doing it. We don't fucking care. Like, I'll, I'll jump to it right now. The fact that they showed all of the alcohol that they were consuming, <laughs> kept it in like the cans and bottles that it was packaged in, like it felt so much more real to me. I really, I feel like this show is is really starting to take away that, like scriptedness of it yeah you know that everything needs to be perfect type of thing they kind of threw that all out and they're really just more focused on the not not making it perfect you know and that's what's making it perfect i agree with you i agree as, again as people who have watched the bachelor and i know there's a lot of people listening who have listened to or watched batch and mm -hmm. they come over here and they watch this and they're like yeah this is it i agree this is what i want yeah and I think that's the problem that the other franchise has is it's it's like, mm -hmm. oh, I wonder what. The, oh, there's going to be this this week and that it seems yeah. like this fucking fairy tale Disney castle world mm -hmm. that is not realistic in the slightest. And I think what we saw this week was just so realistic. Just yes. like everything about it was realistic in terms of like, I don't know what I'm doing. I think uh -huh. it's not right that you do that in front of me. To people getting absolutely hammered and then like 
questioning <laughs> what they should be doing. And then, yep. like, we're, we're having tug-of-wars for love and, like, making out on school buses. Like, uh -huh. just... We're running to producers and talking to them in an open field. We're hiding oh. in interviews so that we don't have to talk to other people. Like, it it was so good. It's just, and, and I also give it to the editors of the show, too. They really, it just, it just seems so natural. And I really just am enjoying it a lot more. And we know, like, again, we know there's a lot of stuff they're not showing us. And, Obviously. Uh, like, Ladies of Joe Millionaire, we understand that. We understand that, okay? Yes. But what we are seeing, I don't care if I miss so many other things, because this was great. Uh -huh. This was a great hour of television that weekly I get excited for. I get really excited for Thursday nights now. I do too, and it's finally a show that I look forward to. That that's not been the case for quite some time, other than the challenge. But like you know, reality TV relationship shows. This is the first time in a long time that I've been looking forward to it. Well, let's 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 start off from the beginning because let, if if I can just tell you, you know, when sometimes something happens at the beginning of your day, you're like. Uh -huh heading to work and maybe you stop at mcdonald's and you get a delicious sprite and you <laughs> ask for like uh you know sausage egg and cheese mcgriddle uh -huh. and then you end up getting like maybe two in your bag somehow by accident and you're like you know what today is going to be a good day uh-huh that's how i knew this episode was going to be good because from the jump of this episode mixie literally the opening shot is the two guys in the gentleman's quarters Mm -hmm. And Martin walks down from upstairs inside the gentleman's quarter. Yes, please. This is. Yes. <laughs> and they go, Martin, where did you come from? And then I, I can't remember Steve or Kurt, but they were like, Martin, what are you doing here? Like he was upstairs inside. It's not like he just walked in the front door. He's been there. <laughs> he might live there. And you guys just. Are just realizing this. Do you think Martin lives in the gentleman's quarters, or does he live in the mansion, or does he live in a glam, a glamping tent outside? Wow, I think the answer is all the above because Martin <laughs> does what Martin likes on whatever yeah. day Martin wants to do whatever Martin wants to do. Absolutely. I think the real answer, though, is Mixie. Martin's budding skills have allowed him to dig tunnels between the main house and the gentleman's quarters. <laughs> Okay, obviously. And he has a secret underground, like, lair that he, like, goes through, Batman style, and he can just show up in whatever house he wants. And he just, like, sneaks upstairs by looking at the security cameras on his butlering phone. And he goes, oh, they're not looking. I'm going to sneak upstairs real quick and surprise them. Then just come down the stairs. <laughs> Martin, where did you come from? He's upstairs, bro. <laughs> I have a better question for you, gentlemen. Uh, is there security outside your door making sure yeah. no, like, butlers or creepers come in? Like, Martin does what he wants. Uh-huh. I feel like they should be more concerned about that. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, hey, where'd you come from? And he's like, uh, doesn't matter. <laughs> Pay no attention to me and where I came from and how I got into the gentleman's quarters. Came down your chimney, sir. <laughs> yeah. He Santa claus it. <laughs> Guys have no security in your chimney. You really need to look into that. <laughs> Yeah, usually there's like some sort of fencing situation on the top of the <laughs> chimney that is like drilled on or nailed on. You didn't have that. I Dwight shrewded you to make sure that it was safe. <sighs> and then he goes, we're going camping. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, let's go. Let's go. 
I like again a fantastic date idea for Joe Millionaire. Oh, great. Loved it. And I loved that they went early in the day. Yes. And, like we watched it go throughout the day into the night and all of the things. It wasn't like we, we were there for like the group date activity. And then all of a sudden it was the nighttime. Like we saw everything throughout it. And I just, I loved it so much. <laughs> it was so much TV content. And even from the beginning, the girls are like, we're going camping. Uh-huh. And some of them were like, Nah, this is this is not it for me. This is not a good. Well, idea. could we could we real quick talk about the fact that Martin used the intercom? Uh, sure. We could definitely use what we have now confirmed as the intercom. Well, you should have trusted me to begin with, but I'll <laughs> allow it to slide this one time. Martin hit the intercom again. I love Martin on the intercom, and the fact that he like he did the classic. You know, you pull something up on your phone, or you hold the phone to the microphone. <laughs> it's like me recording my voicemail fifteen years ago. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, when you're trying to get the ringtone from the radio station and you're like, oh, the drop's coming, and then you record it from the speaker. <laughs> I hit play record and I'm playing it back and I play like, everybody, <laughs> yeah, rock your body, yeah, uh, everybody. And then I go, Steven's not available right now. <laughs> yes, that's exactly. <laughs> Leave a message after the tone. What a throwback. Steven will be back. All right. And then just end and beep. <laughs> What a voicemail. Damn, I got to have you make mine. That's that's pretty impressive. I charge a very nominal fee. I'm sure. Let me know. I will. I'll, I'll hit you up on that. Uh, but it, it just it killed me that Martin is now using the intercom after we discussed it. I really hope that this continues to be a theme. Um, but they were playing. He was playing that like camp sound. Yeah. And they were all kind of talking and they were like, what's this song? And like only one of them said that it was a camp song and the rest of them were like, I don't know what this is. Like, I've never heard this before. I'm like, how have none of you guys gone camping? And then Annie says she hasn't gone camping before. I'm shocked by this. I My 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 note says Annie's never been camping. And then I put 80 question marks after it. Uh, yeah, I don't know how you don't camp. Like, especially even as like just like a kid. I feel like everybody camped in their backyard at some point. I've done it once. I'll say I've done it once when I was like 12 years old on like a like summer camp trip like we went to tennessee and i did it i don't remember enjoying it all that much but <laughs> we did Yeah, it. anyone says that they enjoy camping i just i or, or anyone that says that it's relaxing to camp false i don't that 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 and martin kept saying that he's like we're gonna relax no. we're gonna chill i'm no. like nothing about camping is chill even like the glamping situation is not chill i just don't no, no, not. I like air conditioning. I like heating. I like walls. I love a roof. Love a good roof. <laughs> like I'm out on camping. Is this a new like T-shirt idea for you? I like walls. I like a roof. I like a good roof. Love a good roof. Incredible, incredible ad campaign for not camping. The anti-camping like ad agency would love to steal your ideas. Do you like walls? <laughs> Do you like walls? Do you like a roof? Do you like a good roof? <laughs> Do you like windows that allow <laughs> you to see outside, but you don't feel anything? <laughs> Try indoors. Try indoors. <laughs> Fucking amazing. <laughs> There's a reason we don't live outside anymore. It's because we've evolved. <laughs> I just love the idea of camping. It's like, hey, you know what would be good? 
is if we pretended like we were living a thousand years ago. Yeah, that just doesn't sound fun to me. No, I, I like the outdoor nature part. Yes, I'm down for that. I'll enjoy like uh, like being outside within the trees, like at a national park. But then I'm getting back in the car and I'm going to a hotel. Like I would like a toilet, like not an outhouse. Oh, well, uh, the other thing I was going to ask you is, do you think that that was like on the manor's property line or do you think they actually went somewhere i think they went somewhere because we actually did get some some bus shots which we've been we've been known to complain about not getting bus shots so thank you so much for letting us into that yeah and i i enjoyed how they like taped off everything that said school bus with like black tape (laughs) whatever whatever art pas had to do that job but then they put the sign on it and there's like one letter still to the that left stuck of the out. Sign. Yes. And I'm like, you've taped over everything else. Did you run out of tape? Yeah. Th- Why is the B or whatever letter that is still like exposed? Tape over it or move the sign down to the left. That that like I, I paused and I had to collect myself after that. That's the <laughs> shit that kills me about this show that gets me to like fucking cry laughing is shit like that. Like, uh, it, it's just so perfect. It's so good. Because you can tell, like you said, somebody took the time yes. to, like, mask all that shit out, except for the one that was, like, gigantic and right in our faces. Right next to the sign that everybody's going to read. And I understand <laughs> it's a school bus. You don't have to not tell me it's a school bus by taping out school bus. Yeah, everybody knows. Because every school bus says school bus at the top. And even, like, regular camps use school buses. Yes, they do. And they let it say school bus because nothing fucking matters. <laughs> They're like, no, tape everything but this huge letter. I, it's just so like, but again, again, this is the things. I should change that to be grammatically correct. These are the things <laughs> I love so much about this show. Yeah, I agree. And if they did tape those things over, if they did do those little things, if the cameraman is not visible in the camping scene where they didn't need to show that shot, it would be Bachelor. And I don't want that anymore. Yeah, uh, I really <laughs> don't want that anymore. I haven't watched a second of Clayton. I haven't either. This has fully filled my reality TV void and some. I don't need it. In fact, I don't want to be upset by it. No. I used to react weekly to The Bachelor. I enjoyed doing it on my Instagram. I have no desire to do it, Mixie. Yeah. Not a, uh, not a iota of desire. It's because we've seen the best and it's not the bachelor. So why would we go? And and another point, let me just say this before they went on the camping, before they got on the bus, Uh somebody goes, Dre, are you going to bring your gold coin? Yes. Forgot. I was like, what gold coin? Does she have like a weird, like family heirloom that she's bringing with her? That's good luck. He's a leprechaun. Where did I miss the conversation about the gold coin? And it took me three seconds before the elimination later where she goes, I have it in my boob. Oh, really? Oh. That coin. That she can, like, interrupt a date for. I completely forgot about gold coins. Yeah. Well, that's probably because it came out of nowhere last episode and it only lasted like 30 seconds. But, yeah, they brought up the coin and I was like, what coin? And then I was like, oh, that coin. And then, <laughs> but the fact that they brought it up made me, I, you know, that's kind of what I, again, they give these little hints. Mm. The fact that they brought up that, you know, 
they have the coins and if somebody if you get eliminated while you still have the coin yeah. give that away yeah. i knew one of the girls with the coins is gone oh it was so good it was just it was it was so good it was so good and i got it was so funny our woo counter this week guys i'll let you know now our woo counter was only five really yeah now there might have been some small woos that I missed. I might have to go back and rewatch. I will say the there was a half-assed there was a half-assed woo in the kitchen when Martin said that they were camping. I counted it. I counted it because even a low woo is still a woo on yeah. a woo scale. It still qualifies. Yeah, that's true. A woo is a woo, no matter how small. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Brianne was excited to go camping. She was all for it. Dude, Brienne's a shine-out star of this episode. God fucking love that woman. Big fan. Big fan. Wow. Can I get a show of Brienne just drinking alcohol and then doing activities? Talking to Martin. Uh, if Martin tried to get her to do activities. Yes, just activities. Just simple activities like walking or getting on a swing. Simple activities. I thought she was going to die on the swing. I, I know we're jumping ahead. Uh, I was like... Who's, whose idea was this to put all of these drunk women who have been drinking, day drinking in the sun for seven hours? You know what's really going to be good? Let's spin them around. A genius. Let's spin them around. Whoever you are. A genius came up with that. Sir or ma'am, thank you. Thank you for your contribution to society. I'm really excited to get into the brand stuff, but oh. I do I do need to mention. So they pull up in there, not school bus, school bus, and um, Martin is standing there with a bright orange construction vest on, yeah. and he has one of those super old school feather dusters in his hands. It's unbelievable. Okay, so many things to unpack. One, why is he in a reflective vest? What about camping and reflective vests go together? That gives me construction vibes. <laughs> well, an orange vest is what, and there are people in the Midwest and in the South yelling at us right now. You, I am Midwest. You wear like an orangey vest when you're out in the woods um, so you don't get shot by hunters. They're not in the woods, Stephen. They were in a grassy field with nothing around them. There was just grass and a couple trees. They weren't, <laughs> they weren't, no, fuck that shit. No, no. He did it for fucks, which is, I mean, it's, it's great. It was beautiful, but I loved him in that vest. And then he's dusting. Yes. Imagine being so into your job of budding. Yeah. That you're doing it outside where you're just throwing the dust around to then go back on to where you just dusted it from. That's how physics work. Yes. And in case we, we didn't say this for the people who are not watching this episode and not watching the show. First of all, I don't see how you continue to do that after, what, five episodes of us doing this now? You really got to watch it. It's so good. He is not just wearing the orange construction hunting overall thing from the hunting company waiting for the ladies. He is in full suit and gloves. That is true. All of that is still on. With the orange thing on. He has all of his budding stuff on underneath gloves and everything. It's like a cartoon character that never changes their clothes and they just throw extra clothes on top of the clothes. You know what I mean? That's what he was doing. And I go, he's just waiting for the ladies in this full suit and orange like hunting vest thing. And I was like, again, this episode we're 
we're three minutes into this episode at this point. I know, I know. And I go, I, I just want to watch this episode forever. I don't want this episode to end. Uh-huh. And it was three minutes in. This is how you do an hour-long reality episode because it felt like it was five minutes, but I also felt like I watched two hours. <laughs> like I got enough information in there, but it went by so quickly because it was so entertaining. It was the it's the perfect reality show right now. I just I can't stress it enough. <laughs> I'm just smiling because I know how many other things we need to get into. Oh, it's gonna be such a good episode. So I'll keep going. Okay. So Martin welcomes all of the ladies and gentlemen to the camping grounds. Camp by me love. Camp by me love. Oh, I shouldn't sing that. We'll get yeah, probably. Yeah. No, don't pretend you didn't <laughs> hear it, that. Cut it. Yep. Um so Martin explains that half of the girls in the in the Joe Millionaire uh fashion, half of the girls will be glamping with air mattresses, really pretty nice tents that, you know, look really pretty and aesthetically nice, you know, big fluffy blankets, stuff like that, a fan. That's in the glamping tents. And then the other half of the ladies are doing the classic camping, which is just, you know, the plastic tent with the sleeping bag. Yes. On the ground. So in order for them to decide who's doing which, we have another random out of nowhere competition, everybody. It's tug of war. I love this so much. And not only is it tug of war, and then like on other shows, it would just cut to the ladies being on two teams. And you're like, how did this happen? No, 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 no. As a way of just stirring up even more controversy, Martin looks at the men and goes, okay, pick your teams. Pick your teams. Yeah. Uh-huh. See, see, see how well this is going to go for you. Pick your teams. Let's see where your alliances are and who you pick last. Yeah, that was tough. Oh, it's just so tough because, you know, like I was like waiting for the comment from somebody to be like, this reminds me of when I was in elementary school school and I Uh always got picked last. It's it's a classic trope of reality TV when they're picking teams. Right. Uh And I'm never sick of it. Never sick of it. (laughs) I like to count down and try to guess when they're going to do it. I go five. Four, three, two, one. Say it, and then that our girl is like, "This happens to me all the time." I was like, "Yeah, it is. There, <laughs> there it is. is, Suzanne." But Suzanne is ripped. She was given a some arm show. That girl's got some fucking muscles. I don't know if I've said this before on the show, but Suzanne versus me. I mean, she did say, "I'm a like a, I'm a tiny human being." Mm-hmm. I'm a large American. Yes. I'm, I'm deathfully frightened of her. If if her and I were in a room and she started like yelling at me or something like that, I would just go in the corner and full fetal. I, I would be so scared of her. Like, because I feel like she'd just pull one of those knitting needles out of her hair and like oh, just, just come at me. And I'd be like, oh my God. And I'd probably like pee myself a little bit. I'm just, I'm very afraid of her. That's so funny. But also. But also, that kind of excites me about her. It does. Like, I don't know. Like, you're a little dangerous. You're a little dangerous. You like your emo nights. You're a little dangerous. I like it. She is. She's got a little dark to her. I like it. I like it. Well, Steven ends up picking uh, Suzanne. And, um, you know, we've got the two teams. I thought it was pretty interesting. Um, Who Kurt put first on his line? Did you notice who that was? I didn't. It was Jenny. 
And, um, you know, originally I was like, okay, you know, Jenny's in the front, whatever. Then she bent over to grab the rope. And I realized mm. why Kurt put her in front. Oh. Because Steven's on the other team, right? Uh-huh. And he's looking straight. And there was maybe two times that I thought those melons were getting out of their holder. <laughs> I think Kurt big-brained and tried to try to distract Steven with Jenny's tits in the front. <laughs> it's a real good idea. I mean, because I was, I was distracted by it. That whole, I can't tell you who was any, anywhere else of anyone. I was really only focused on Jenny. And I mean it as a compliment. They're beautiful. I would love to rest my head upon them after a long day. You can say that. I don't think I'm allowed to say that. Yeah, you can't. I can. <laughs> you respectfully agree. I respectfully agree. There you go. <laughs> That's all I can say on this matter. I just thought it was really funny that he put her in front. Well, Steven's team wins. The boobs don't work. He still gets pulls out the victory. <laughs> pulls out. Um, <laughs> Oh, we also have Martin, like, right before. Oh, God, I can't believe I almost missed this in my notes. You know when, like, TJ Lavin from the challenge, Mr. TJ Lavin, the handler from the challenge, he has his air horn to, like, say, go. Yeah. When it comes to any challenge on the uh -huh. challenge. Martin, trying to do his best TJ Lavin impression, says, yeah. just before they start, he goes, as they say in my country, give it a good yank. <laughs> and then this motherfucker <laughs> rings his fucking bell to start it as he should uh, as they say in my country give it a good yank <laughs> unbelievable unbelievable moment the man brought his bell to camping <sighs> and the bell's coming back up later Oh, the bell! The bell makes a very important appearance. <laughs> uh, uh, breaking news to the right reality: the bell has been nominated for a special guest appearance. Emmy. <laughs> wow, good for the bell! Good for the bell! It really like um. It 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 carried a lot this week. It it really did. Good for the bell. Assistant assistant supporting <laughs> actor Martin really <laughs> really rang it well. Oh Christ. But yeah, Steven wins, so those girls get the nicer beds, and the other girls uh, get the shitty sleeping on the ground. But I will say, pretty much after they won, and after the girls like went to claim their beds, nothing about the glamping versus regular camping was discussed again. As a matter of fact, in a shocking fashion, we didn't even see them go to bed in the camp. We didn't. We it, it it didn't happen. I don't think it happened. Do you think Steven slept in the glamping tents and, and Kurt had to sleep in the shitty tents because his team lost? <laughs> or do you think that their male privilege got them a nice, a nice tent? I don't, I don't know. But the fact that there was like, I, I realized they had so much stuff to show in this episode. But I'm yeah. like, are they not going to show them like getting ready for bed and then being like, ah, oh, there's a rock in my back. Another classic trove of a camping thing. I mean, I think Brienne kind of, she stole the show for the evening. They weren't going to try to do that. Why else would we show anything inside a tent? Would Brienne just put on a, a performance for the ages? Exactly. Inside the tent. Amazing. Amanda, after the bloodbath that was the tug of war. Yeah. Like picked up the fire starter 
and she thought it was a bow. I would like everybody at home to, or on the treadmill, to raise your hand if you thought that was a bow as well. I thought it was a bow. I've raised my hand. I thought it was like some cheap little bow. No fire starter. Little fire starter for the sticks to get to get the uh, rubbing and the sticks together. <laughs> I mean, but like logistically speaking, if we were to make a bow out of a stick and string, it would look the exact same. That's very true. So. shoots it's a reality tv show of course they're gonna make us do that yeah i i really it made sense to me but apparently you know everybody shit on amanda for it poor girl i i i don't blame you girl i thought it was a boat too that's why i wanted everybody to raise their hands so she could see how many people raise their hand <laughs> yeah she can definitely see that she'll definitely be able to see that for you she's got good <laughs> 2020 i'm sure something like that we're, you know, hanging out. I really liked this, the way that they shot and ended this again. I know it sounds like I keep kissing their ass, but it really showed me this episode really showed me the difference between Kurt and Steven, mm -hmm. in my opinion, because I really saw Steve going out of his way to talk to the girls he wanted to talk to make moments. He again, genius who thought of this takes them somewhere else. Yeah. This time we have a bus that they could sit on yeah. that was used multiple times. Yeah. Um, but it was really, I really liked this episode where we got to see a little bit more one-on-ones with the guys and the girls. I loved, you're not going to like this, but I loved Annie and Steven together. I really did. No comment. <laughs> I know. I can't believe I had to sit there and watch that. <laughs> You think Carolyn was pissed about having to sit there and see that? How do you think I felt sitting on my couch watching that? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. She's really cute. I mean, it was it was really sweet. And in general, like, we just, I got to see so many, you know, Kurt had a great conversation with Drea, um, which surprised me that it was Kurt having it. Um, you know, talking about her coffee shops and her entrepreneurial skills. And I just, again... I love getting, I know these girls were on what, episode five? Yeah. I know these girls better than I ever knew. Like, final winners of Bachelor and Bachelorette. Yeah. Well, that's, the, it's it's true. I mean, I'm just going to glaze over the point of, like, Annie on the bus, because to me it didn't happen. <laughs> it was a fever dream. Can't believe it. Didn't see yeah. it. Yeah. I didn't throw up in the garbage can watching it. <laughs> I wasn't that ill watching, you know. My life being let, like shown on TV. I didn't like it. Um, anywho. You don't know. You don't know what's going to happen. Who knows? I hope not. I just... I just. You're taking her to cut. I'm telling you. I, I, that's, whenever I have a bad day, I just think there's a good possibility I'm taking any to cut one day. I think yeah. I, it could happen. I'm so excited. It's a good probability. Uh, you're right about like the ladies. And what I really enjoyed was Kurt in that moment. Unlike the other franchise, he sat down and he goes, tell me about your businesses. And she's like, mm -hmm. you want to know about my business? Even she was shocked about it. Yeah. <laughs> and Which he's like, is yeah, sad. I want to know more about like who you are uh -huh. and like what makes you tick in your story. And I know she posted a lot on her story a few days ago about 
you know, her life and how everything has taken place. Um, here's something else I will mention to the people who are watching. You might not follow a lot of people from reality shows because you just think it's going to be a lot of spawn con, sponsor content. The girls of the show are an incredible follow. They really are. The stories are great. There's no pushing of ads and stuff with them. It's them just like living their life and like they're all hanging out and having lunch with each other and stuff mm -hmm. like that and watching the show and their reactions or their friends' reactions to the show. Great follows on the gram. So go ahead and, and follow them on the gram. But it is like we're learning so much about these women on the show. Yeah. That I think is helpful for the viewers in terms of producing standpoint for you to also be invested in them. And not be like, oh, this, exactly. is, this is just somebody who wants to be on the show for 20 minutes. And then, like, that's what they want to turn their life into. It's like, no, she's going to continue to have her coffee company. All these other girls are continuing to have their their lives and their jobs outside of the show. It's not yeah. like I'm being on the show to get this job of being online. They have their mm -hmm. own lives. And I love that about all these women. It's, it's so attractive. It is. From a male perspective, too. Like. Like, I'm just like, oh, you got a fucking life. You got your things figured out. It's so attractive. Yep. Go you, ladies. Let's go. There's nothing hotter than a woman doing her thing and talking about it and being proud of herself with it, too. Give us that confidence. I love it. I loved I loved every second of it. You know, he had great conversations with uh, Amber as well. Um I'm trying to think of some of the other girls that, that they talked to. Honestly, they talked to so many. I can't remember yeah, them. Yeah, I think I feel like everybody got um, airtime. Suzette got some airtime, and him asked Stephen asking questions. He's like, "Yeah, I'm a little confused." About also, like, shouts out Suzette, Whitney, a couple of the actually most of the other girls going on a primetime reality TV show with no makeup mm. says a lot. Good for you, girls. I fucking love it. Like, I would never, we never would see anybody <laughs> on any other reality show without makeup on unless they were trying to paint them as, like, disheveled yeah. or, like, at the breaking point. Or that was their storyline. It's like, oh, they don't believe in makeup or something like that. And it's just yeah. like, no, they're, they're cool. But, like, all these that. girls are, like, you know, being normal people and be like, oh, we're going camping. I probably yeah. shouldn't put a full face <laughs> of makeup on. Yeah, I just I love how these girls just seem so much more real and like just down to earth. And it just I, I'm really happy with the casting of this show. And let's give credit to where credit's due on this. And I know like some of you were listening from the first week where it kind of seemed like we were just like absolutely obliterating the show. We're still obliterating the show in some parts, but we're also it's like just taking it from perspective of like we got to give the casting team a, an incredible shout out to like pull this group of ladies together. Uh-huh. It's not easy. If this show doesn't get, like, picked up for, like, 17 more years, I'm never watching Fox again. I really want another season of Joe Millionaire, and I really want Caroline or Carolyn, the girl mm. that they they cut the first night because she followed Steven on the gram. She needs a redemption tour. I want her back. Oh. I want her back, Fox. I like that idea. This is the moment where Justin should be on to talk about the shirts being popped off to chop some wood because yeah. legally I think you get arrested if you chop wood with your shirt on. Oh yeah, no, it's definitely it's it's definitely a rule in Georgia for okay. sure. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. But the boys are popping them shirts off <laughs> and chopping some wood. So now we turn to our female expert, Mixie. Mixie? 
I'm an expert in females. Well, yeah. I, I am straight. You know that, right? I just want to make sure. <laughs> yes. Fuck? What did you feel like watching the shirtless men chop wood? Was this like a thing where you're like, okay, chop away, boys. I'm going to ask my boyfriend to uh, turn this off right now. <laughs> this was so hot. I don't know what it is about, like, the most mundane tasks being done <laughs> shirtless. <laughs> but, like, literally, like, screw in a light bulb shirtless and it's game over. I don't know why. But you do it with a shirt on. It's not as fun. No. No. Shirtless vacuuming? Yes, absolutely. Shirtless cooking? Yeah, shirtless cooking. Although I, I, I worry about the, the splatter. I agree. It's dangerous. Shirtless laundry folding? Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Actually, I'm sorry. I'm just going to state this. If you fold laundry in general, that's hot. You don't even have to do it. <laughs> you can wear a big plastic bag. Just the fact that you're doing it. <laughs> Note to all the gentlemen listening. Just take your shirt off. <laughs> do some activities around your house shirtless. Pop the shirt off, gentlemen. Pop that shirt off. Yeah. Pop it off. Think about it. If you're someone that sweats a lot, you got no pit stain problems. Yeah. It's a win. Yeah, it was nice to look at. I mean, it was really nice to look Nixie, at. Can I ask you what the next thing on your list for notes is? Because I'm really hoping we have written down the same thing based off something that happened last week. Um, something that was said last week by Kurt has come back around this week. And I'm wondering if you caught it. I missed it. But I, I will say I only watched once, so. Okay. <laughs> At 11.15 the show, uh-huh. I don't even remember who he was talking about. But Kurt said again for the second time in two weeks, not talking about the same woman, quote, she's a sweetheart of a girl. And oh, quote, he said it again. He said it again. I enjoy talking to Andrea, honestly. I think she's a sweetheart of a girl. <laughs> Why does he do that? That's not how you. That's not how that word works. I'm telling you, when he gets on, when we when he inevitably ends up on this podcast, we have to ask him if you are a sweetheart of a girl, Mixie. I'm not a sweetheart of a girl. Kurt, I don't think Kurt's gonna like me. I keep comparing him to a to a DJ with an electrical mouse head. So a very successful DJ. Let's be honest. Yeah, you're right. You're right. He said she's the sweetheart of a girl, and I was like, oh my god, this is incredible. maybe it's where is he from again maybe it's like his town that he grew up in it's you're a sweetheart you can't be a sweetheart of something (laughs) that like doesn't make any sense (laughs) on next week's episode of grammar police mixie dives into (laughs) even more i have no grounds i have no grounds to to be grammar police somebody told me that i I uh, pronounced that Duma. Is that correct now? Did I do it right? Somebody tell me if I did it right. Duma? I think that's the one. Duma. Duma? Somebody's yelling at us again. Somebody <laughs> is immediately pausing and going to our DMs and blowing us up. You stupid bitch. I told you last week. <laughs> I said it to you. I said it to you. It was our girl, Lindsay. Yes. Shout out, Lindsay. Lindsay said, Mixie. Dulma is do, D-O-O, moi, M-W-A-H. Dulma. Uh-huh. Dulma. There it is. Dulma. 
Also, okay. for the record, me and Mixie mm-hmm. slack during the week, boys and girls. Every other word's misspelled. <laughs> We're terrible. Exposing us. Try to spell. I at least try. You don't even try, but I at least try and I still don't get it right. No. I I look at it and I go, I type, and if I've missed it, my backspace button basically does not exist on my computer. I'm just like, she'll figure it out. That is true. If there's extra letters in there, we're like, ah. But it was because when we fir- when I first started, I misspelled something. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. And then I did the asterisk and I fixed it. And you're like, don't worry about that. I was like, fuck that shit. Ever since that, that was the green light. Just like, whatever. She'll figure yeah. it out. We get we get we get to the point 99 percent of the time. Oh, Holy fuck. Well, back to the show. Back to the show, and and may I say, back to Brienne, oh. because this is where my girl Brienne really took the crown and, and ran with it. Mm. She was so drunk, and she was so funny. They showed like five or six clips of her back to back. I don't know. And now that we, we've talked to you guys about continuity with the bowling balls and stuff like that, if you noticed, she went. White Claw, Heineken, White Claw, Heineken, Heineken, which if anybody knows anything, you do not mix beer and seltzers. Highly, highly, highly disagree with that move. You should not do that. Don't do that, everybody. Don't do, pick one and stick with the pick. Honestly, always pick one alcohol type you. and do that the rest of the day. You will thank me tomorrow. Especially if you're day drinking. Uh-huh can't mix for day drinking you're in the sun and day drinking yeah you think they were gonna let you like go sleep when you passed out no 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 (laughs) no 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 she went for it some of the other girls were pacing themselves because they Uh knew she just said listen i'm i'm here for a good time and she was. See, this is the difference between Brienne and Rachel, which, again, I really did. I didn't have a, th- a problem with Rachel, but there, there's different types of drunk. And Brienne is a fun drunk. I think she kind of got a little sad towards the end. We'll get there. But Rachel is a mess drunk. Yeah. And personally, I like a good fun drunk. Mm-hmm. Brienne is my kind of drunk girl. Yeah. That's the girl I'm going to the bars with. She was like shining flashlights in everyone's faces, asking how much they drank. It was just beautiful. It was like watching her friend like slowly become drunk and you're like oh we're gonna have we're gonna have one of those nights aren't we Mm -hmm. but you enjoy it you enjoy when that friend gets drunk yeah rachel was the other friend that you're like oh no she's gonna drink tonight oh fuck and you all have to like be like okay who's taking care of rachel you know (laughs) oh fuck fuck i did it last time guys i drove her home last time i'm not doing it again. yeah i did it last week it's your turn (laughs) guys i just I have two finals next week, and I can't be responsible for somebody else. I need to get wasted tonight. I cannot be a responsible person tonight. Uh-huh. Please don't make me watch her. But Brienne, she went for it. I enjoyed it. it amazing. And then my second favorite moment of the night um, is, you know, Brienne's getting drunk. Everybody's kind of talking about how tipsy she is and having fun, whatever. And Steven decides to pull her to have like an actual real conversation. Now, I don't know if he thought that maybe she was like just a little tipsy, was just having a good time. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he pulled her because he knew she was drunk or found out later. Yeah. But she was gonzo when he pulled her. Do you watch your this show with closed captions, Steven? I do not. Okay. Neither do I. 
However, <laughs> do you know what I'm about to say? No. Oh, I didn't know if you caught it. So Brianne and Steven were sitting there talking, talking about, you know, Brianne saying that he has a connection with Annie. I bet this is actually like the main point of why they showed this clip. Okay. However, me being who I am, I'm sitting there watching it. And all of a sudden on the bottom pops up cow colon moo. <laughs> and they gave, <laughs> they gave a closed caption to the cow in the background. <laughs> Unbelievable. And nobody acknowledged the cow that it mooed. Nobody said anything. Steven and Brianna are literally mid-combo. Neither of them flinched at the at the cow moo. Nothing. But yet fucking Fox put cow colon moo on the bottom. I died. This had to be at the same time where I wrote the note. The sound person is gonna murder every cricket in the woods tonight. <laughs> Because the volume of the crickets during this conversation yeah. was sky high. And I thought when they got to the moo, I remember the moo now. I thought that was going to be like part of the conversation. Be like, Yes. The fact that they put it on screen was I was like, okay, they're going to like make a joke about the cow mooing. Nope. <laughs> nope. Not at all. I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, they have to get to like the idea of like being like, don't you just love being outdoors and hearing nature? No, that's not what they did. That was a perfect place for you to slide that part into the conversation. No. But not, no. There's a reason why I keep wanting to pull you to the side. I want to talk to you more and find out more about you. And I mean that, honestly. You know what I also thought? I was like, oh, Mr. TJ, the handler, is going to appear because he likes to be yelling things next to very loud locations as we talked about before uh -huh. i just thought he was going to come out of like the barn and like blow an air horn at us <laughs> oh, i wish it was great it, it was the setup of like hilarious things because this is where like it started to take a turn for like the serious stuff yeah which i hate when this happens <laughs> I enjoyed how they like and, and the reason we say this guys is because again if you didn't watch the episode you're completely wrong for continuing to do that I don't care what else you have going on in your world make this an appointment for television go back and watch um, this started to be the juxtaposition of the show for the next probably I would say 20 to 30 minutes yeah. is Kurt was having probably the worst time in his life and then they flip over to Steven, and he's like just playing fucking chubby bunny with 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 my girl Annie. Just be like, how many marshmallows can you shove in your mouth? And then back to Kurt being miserable and having to deal with all this shit. So for those of you that didn't watch, what happened was Carolyn um, has kind of had Kurt on lock from the very beginning. However, he told she told him that she wanted him to explore other options. So Kurt has been doing so and has gotten quite close to Amanda. Mm -hmm. So what happened was, is they were all sitting around the campfire um, and Kurt offered Amanda to sit on his lap. And she did so, they were flirting, they were touching, whatever. Carolyn got pissed and got up and left. And then a couple minutes later, Kurt went after her. They talked about it. You know, Carolyn saying that she understands that he needs to see other people. Just, you know, can you do it slightly more privately and not in front of everybody? Which is understandable, but it's also like, you're on this show, girl. It is what it is. Um, so that's all happening. 
they're fighting and like exactly what you said Stephen is just trying to enjoy his life <laughs> at the campfire yeah and i don't know if you caught this but as he's feeding all of the ladies he says this 31 minute mark he says my mom's gonna be so proud oh my god now i took this as his mother is going to be proud because he was feeding these women just like his mom used yes. to do for him. Yeah, and I think he specifically said it to Annie, which was the one who yes. like outed him as a spoon feeder. Uh huh. An incredible move by Stephen with a V. It's a Stephen with a PH move, circle. if I'm being honest. It was a PH move. It was a big time PH move. He's really growing on me. I really liked Stephen this episode. I really did. I enjoyed Steven this entire episode until he pulled out a guitar and I go, just put it away. Just just put it away. Nobody wants it. Come on, Steven. It's Wonderwall by the campfire. You know that has to happen. No, this is a big time Steven with a V move. Put the guitar away. How about you in a bed? He played Wonderwall. What song do you think he played? I'm putting money down on Wonderwall. <laughs> Camp on Awana? I don't know. The Salute Your Shorts theme song? I don't know. Oh, okay. That would be... That would be a big time PH move if you pull out the guitar and then play Camp Hanawana's theme song. And you just do that. What's the uh, the fun song from SpongeBob? C A M P F I R E S O N G song, the campfire song. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I spell campfire because I can't spell. <laughs> you do you any word that you don't know how to spell? You just you just spell it out real quick and then you go song 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 M I L L O N I A R song. Wait, you 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 know the campfire song? Do you not know what I'm talking about? Pass, Steven. I have I've never seen an episode of SpongeBob. Excuse me. After a long day of camping, it's nice to unwind with a nice, relaxing campfire song. I call this one the campfire song song. There you Let's go. gather around the campfire and sing our campfire song. R C A M P I R E S O N G. And if you don't think that we can sing it faster, then you're wrong. But it'll help if you just sing along. I can't believe you don't know this. C A M B F I R E S O N G song. C A M B F I R E S O N G song. And if you don't think that we can sing it faster, then you're wrong. But it'll help if you just sing along. C A M B F I R E S O N G song. Patrick. Song. C A M B F I R E S O N G song. Now you've been educated. Wow. Worth it? Remember I was saying like at the beginning of the day, something happens and you're like, it's going to be a good day. Yeah. It's going to be a good day. This was it. The campfire song. Is that what you mean? This is it. This is it. Oh, fuck. So, yeah, you know, Stephen did his best. He went over and talked to Kurt and Carolyn to try to, you know, smooth out the situation. It's just, it's a tough, what are your thoughts on all of this, Stephen? Let's just, let's just tie it up with a bow right now. One of the points that I want to mention in in full disclosure for everybody who's not watching, who didn't see this, is Carolyn was not necessarily upset that he was doing that. It's just that 
Correct. He chose or it happened because I think it was like an in the moment thing. I think they had both been drinking. Um, Mm -hmm. Not to excuse behavior, but. Correct. That it was being done in the circle with everyone around. Yeah, I didn't like that. And everybody knowing that him and her have this connection. Mm -hmm. However, this is what the show is. And I understand there's also things we didn't see that might have been an accelerant to this as well. Uh-huh. But Kurt went, this is something that I'm really glad they put in there. Kurt went and talked to a producer, which yeah. I love when that happens on the show, because mm-hmm. now we really get to see the camera people like scramble. He went and talked to the producer and said, listen, th- I, I hate this because I know how this is going to look. Mm-hmm. I know I'm going to look like an absolute asshole. Like I- I've I've made peace with that, that. I'm going to look like an absolute piece of human garbage for doing this. Yeah. Here's what I will say. Very rare feeling for me watching reality television. But I'm split down the middle on this. I think them showing Kurt talking to the producer about this was a great way of kind of uh, allowing him to save face a bit. Mm -hmm. And for him being like, what like. I know what this looks like. I'm not trying to do this. I don't like I don't want to do this anymore. How do I do this? I'm not mm-hmm. used to this. I don't know what to do. And the producer correctly goes, "Listen, you're not the one who said I want to explore other things. She told you to." Yeah. So you're doing what she asked. Now, does she really have control to be like, "Well, I want you to do that, but I don't want to see it. I think maybe that's a step too far. Yeah, I mean. But I understand the point of like her sitting on the lap, like around the campfire. Like. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, no, I get. I Yeah, this is definitely tough. I understand everyone's point of view. Honestly, the thing that rubbed me the wrong way about all this is Kurt was doing an ITM. Um. And he was saying that he knew that what he was doing with Amanda was going to hurt Carolyn. Mm. And, quote, he wanted to, he said, quote, um, it'll show her insecurities. Mm. And I did not like that. If you care about somebody, if you like somebody, if you, even if they're just your friend, Mm -hmm. why would you want to put them in a situation that you know is going to hurt them? And you know is going to show those insecurities. Yeah. You know? He point blank owned up to the fact that that's what he was doing. And I kind of felt like he was doing that on purpose to see what her insecurities were. And that's kind of a fucked up thing to do. I'm going to attempt to play devil's advocate for a moment here. Because I know that interview was shot either the next oh, for day sure. or a few days later. For so sure. So in the moment, he might have not been thinking that. But after everything that came after that point, he's now thinking that of that moment, being like, that might make it well, worse, I'm kind of glad I did it because it showed me this reaction, which I would want to know about my partner. I, 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 I hear you. I hear you. I, I get what you're saying. And I understand that. I just don't. The way that he phrased it as showing her insecurities just really rubbed me the wrong way. I just yeah. don't think that 
any man that's going after a woman or vice versa should be going out of their way to expose the person that they care about's insecurities. That's just not how you do it. You could go sit down and talk to them about their insecurities. What a fucking thought. What a thought. Talk to each other. What a thought. Yeah. I will also ask you this question because this is interesting to me now. Uh-huh. What if Kurt, as she went to go like sit on his lap, kind of like pushed her off and was like, no, don't do that. Here's where the issue lies. Because Kurt was, again, and I do think this is alcohol-induced, Kurt was telling Carolyn that she sat on his lap. That is not what happened. He sat down and said, you can sit here and like tapped his lap. That, I think, is what the problem is. I think maybe, again, I don't know, and I'm not trying to excuse the behavior. Do you think maybe he was like, hey, you can sit here if you want. And then she like actually took him up on it. Yeah, maybe. And then he's like, okay, well, like, this is a fun moment. We're enjoying this. I don't see how this is like, it's not like I'm finger blasting her or something like that <laughs> in front of everybody, for Christ's sake. Like, she's yeah. just sitting on my lap and it's cold wrapped up in a blanket. Like, this is the stuff that we should be doing in these moments. I, I don't know. We're trying to create a moment. Me and Carolyn had our moment at the bowling alley. We're having this camping moment now. I haven't had mm-hmm. a one-on-one with her. Like, these are clearly my two people. This is what the show is. She's asked me to do this. I'm trying. And then, like, immediately, I can't do it. Um, again, I realize there's so many other things we didn't see that could be big pieces to this puzzle that we will never know, that only these people will know. But, again, the juxtaposition of Kurt, like, talking to a producer and then talking to Carolyn, like, out in the woods, like, walking mm-hmm. around... And then they they like immediately hard cut to Stephen playing Chubby Bunny. Yep. <laughs> and Brienne in the glamping tent. Oh. Full wasty face. Just like putting her legs up in the air and falling off the bed. And then finding the hot dog from earlier. Before she found the hot dog. Did you notice Whitney at the bottom of the screen who's laying down went Full Jim Halpert. Yes, stared directly into the camera. <laughs> right into the camera. Uh-huh, made a face. I did see that. And did her best Jim Halpert. And then Brienne finds a half-eaten hot dog. <laughs> a half-eaten hot dog and just goes, ooh. The joy in her in her voice. We've all been there. Oh, yeah. Where we're drunk and we're like, ooh, Pizza. And it's like, you don't eat that, honey. That's been on the ground for a long time on the street. We don't eat that. We, we don't eat that. She found this hot dog and just housed it. <laughs> and then immediately, immediately another hard cut to Martin coming out of the woods. They send Martin in. Thank God. <laughs> thank God they sent Martin in. He's got his vest on still. <laughs> And he's got his bell in hand, and this time he is strapped up with a headlamp. A headlamp. Amazing. And full bell, and a full bell just ringing the bell, walking towards the girls. And I also need to stress that his headlamp is on. So, like, when it's ke- when he's walking towards the camera, there's times where it's catching the camera, and it's just a full fucking light glare. <laughs> Boys and girls, this headlamp is so vitally important for the rest of this episode that you need to understand this headlamp is strapped to his head and does not turn off at any point in the next 30 minutes of this television show. No. It doesn't turn off. I don't know if it can turn off, but he's walking towards the girls. 
ringing the bell. And Kala goes, is that Martin? Like she's asking if it's Bigfoot. It's somebody else. No, somebody else is in a full fucking butler suit with, with gloves and a bell. Wait, is that Martin? Good evening! Martin is looking Oh, God! Is that Martin? No, it's Bigfoot. It's Winston. Yeah, that would have been an incredible move. Just Winston and Sarah's. Uh, and then he continues to be the gift that keeps on giving. So he comes and tells the girls he has a surprise for them. The guys, you know, they have to walk a little ways and they'll, they'll definitely know what the surprise is. I personally didn't care about that. I was still so focused on the fact that he had a fucking headlamp on. It's unbelievable. Then he, as everybody gets up and starts to walk to where he suggested, he stops Kurt. And he has a little, oh, it's just so sweet. He has like a sweet little moment with Kurt. Don't let this get to you. All right, I've been seeing what's going on here. You came here and you told me like first night that you always jump in too fast and fall in love and all that, right? Yeah. You make the decisions. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Love's a two-way street, my friend. Uh-huh. All right. I'm here to help. Appreciate that. It was just so nice to see that, you know? And that's why we love a good host. These hosts are important. Some episodes, you barely see them. But, like, Martin is just such a great host for this show. He's got the accent. He's got the funny. He brings the facial expressions. But this was the last piece I was waiting to see, and he exceeded my expectations. He went full old school Chris Harrison in this moment. Yes, and it warmed my heart. The Dark Lord, if you will, right? The Dark Lord. Yes, Dark Lord Harrison. Yes, you are correct. <laughs> and was was having this really sweet moment. And but guys. Guys. The lamp's still on. The lamp is on. The whole time. Like a halo around his head. I mean, a headlamp on his head. Yeah, and he's talking. It's this this is one of my favorite moments in television history. Yeah. He will go down in the annals of television history with the last episode of MASH, the last episode of Friends. This moment where Martin gives the sage advice and we see human Martin. Yeah. Not Martin, the uh-huh. king of budding. He's just being a bro. And the headlamp is shining in Kurt's face, almost blinding him. He almost doesn't have his eyes open. He's squinting so hard because this headlamp is in his face. Martin doesn't give a fuck. Martin's three inches away from his face, and he's, like, illuminated. I love this show. Oh, God, I loved it so much. Just when I thought that was going to be my favorite part of it, you know, he gives Kurt a bro hug. And he said bro. He said bro. Uh Uh-huh. My bro. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Oh, God. Just when I thought that would be my favorite part of the episode, my actual favorite part of the episode comes. Oh, God. The lovely Brianna is is still stuck in her tent. (laughs) And she is unable to put her shoes on. Oh, God. And she asks Martin, headlamp still fully on. Fully on. uh, To come in and help her put the shoes on. And Martin's trying to put these shoes on. They're like strappy shoes. He's struggling a little bit. Brianna is so drunk. (laughs) And unable to help at all, guys. I cannot stress enough. This entire clip, you need to watch this once a week. And I will be doing it myself. We just need to play the clip for you, but you need to go watch the clip. 
on whatever way you can watch this show, you need to go watch it. Play that full clip. I want you to remember, his headlamp is shining in her face this entire time. Martin. Rihanna? Oh, yeah. there you are. Come here, Martin. Martin, Martin, come here. Help me with my shoes. All right. Well, let me just get in here. I'll just give you a hand. I'm sorry, I'm just not familiar with this foot. Oh, there you go. I see. Do you want some lotion? Oh, I don't know. I've never had lotion. Just take some lotion. Doesn't it smell good? It smells delicious. Here, I'll just put on my hands. Thank you very much. <gasps> of course you're not. Who's telling you this? You are special. I look at you right now, and I see a beautiful young lady. Don't sell yourself short. Please. All right? Yeah. Now, why don't we go out there? We'll rejoin the party. Yes. Yeah? I know I look yes. rather silly. Let's my, go. I know I look Let's rather go. silly. Let's go. Can I wait? Can I ring the bell, though? Would you like to ring the bell? If we have to, yes. All right, there we go. Jolly good. Come with me, my dear. And we're going to join the rest, and we're going to have a jolly good evening, all right? I'll take care of you. <laughs> I Let's love you, I need all of the footage of this interaction because there's no way it lasted like the 15 seconds that they cut it down to because I'm sure just the shoes alone took five minutes each. <laughs> but the, like she asked to give when she asked if she can hold the bell and he lets her. Oh my God. I was dying. It was so, it was like the, it, I've never seen something so like equally heartwarming and fucking hilarious at the same time. And he's like, uh, um, um, I, 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 I mean, I guess I guess you can. And then he's like, my job is now to take care of you, sweetheart. Uh-huh. He kept saying, jolly good. Jolly good. And he's like walking her over to the swing. Little did she know that it was about to be a swing set and she would nearly die on the swing set. Oh, my God. And then, oh, and then we get to the swing set and he takes her to the swing set. And all, everybody else is there. They strap her in. She's like Gumby in this in this swing set, like unable to sit up. And you just hear Martin be like, Brienne, 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 so sweet. Get up, Brienne, sit up. Nope, nope. <laughs> like running after her and like trying to keep her standing up. Brianna, maybe you should come with me, my dear. Brianna. Oh, amazing. God. And this is, again, this is the shit that we don't see in any of these other reality shows. It's so real. It's so raw. It's so fucking funny. I need every second of Martin and Brienne's interaction from that. I, I Give me a whole, that's episode two. Give me a whole episode two of just those two interacting with the headlamp. The real love story is between Brienne and Martin on a strictly platonic level. She kept calling him dad. She called him Daddy Martin. Daddy Martin! <laughs> she tried to do the accent. He like rolled his eyes. I couldn't, I couldn't bear. I stopped keeping notes at this moment, Mixie, because I could not literally type anything with my fingers. I was laughing so hard. It was so funny. It was so funny. She, she fell out of the thing. When the ride stopped, she like went upside down and <laughs> fell out. And they're like, all right, that's, and he's like, we need to get her off. We need to get her off the ride. We need to take her off. Jolly good. Jolly good. Get her off. And then they get her off. And then like a loose squirrel, she yeah. runs back to the thing. Like chasing her. And tries to get in. And he's like, oh no, oh no. And she gets in and then slips out of the chair and knocks the back of her head and falls down. And they're like dragging her away from the swings and then that's where it ends and then all of a sudden it's morning 
I hate when that happens. I will also say this. Boys and girls of the right reality family, if you send us a DM while we're recording, you better believe we're going to fucking read it on there. Oh, what do we get? Hi, Kelsey. Thank you for your uh, DM while we're recording. Kelsey sends us this message saying, not me constantly updating to see if y'all have dropped an episode yet, but for real, y'all make me laugh, uh, make my life with your recaps. I love the woo count. I think I need a the number one Joe Millionaire podcast count for y'all. All the love in the world, y'all. My favorite podcast. Oh, so nice. I feel like I need to do that again, but with... I mean, there was 80. We need a y'all There's count. There's a lot of y'alls. There's a y'all count we need. <laughs> all right. The, uh, all right. There's one, one two, two, three, three, four. There's four. Kelsey's y'all count is four. <laughs> I, I also would like to say there's only five sentences. So <laughs> That's true. Kelsey, that's unbelievable. That's impressive. <laughs> so impressive. So impressive. Guys, if you want to try to DM us while we're recording the show and see if you find out, like, if you can get it in. Yeah, try to figure it out. <laughs> Congratulations. We'll read it. So d- DM away. We don't even know when we're recording this show, so good luck guessing. <laughs> good luck. Figure it out on your own. But, Mixie, this, this episode was, like, everything I wanted to be in a reality television, in any television show, and more. It truly was. You know, I was going into this episode kind of expecting a one-on-one. And when I realized it wasn't, I was a little upset because I kind of wanted some sort of change of pace. But this is still a change of pace. And they still gave us a different kind of elimination this round. Of course they did because they understood the assignment. Yes, they did. We immediately get back from the the <laughs> camp. Bing, bang, boom. You are showered. You are in a dress. You are at elimination. It was all right there. Which they haven't done that before. No. And what they didn't do was give us the dreaded triple elimination. Ooh. I know. We got a triple elim. Didn't see that coming. So that's. I I was also not expecting that. Five for five on different eliminations this season? Mm hmm. Yeah. It's a different thing every single time. And I love it. And then again, they mentioned the the gold coin situation. Yeah, um, <laughs> I forgot about that. Which you know, if everybody forgot, there was a random voting situation last episode after the movie premiere that wasn't a real movie premiere. They won awards, but for some reason, those awards were golden coins, and those golden coins can be used <laughs> to get an hour with the with one of the guys and or crash a one-on-one bait. It's like a fucking Willy Wonka in the chocolate factory situation. And I'm, I'm here for it a thousand percent. And then Martin said this, which this was new information to me. Maybe I missed it last time, but Martin said that if you get eliminated and you still have the coin, you can give that coin to anyone that's still in the house. I don't remember that being a thing. I don't remember that being a thing either. And obviously, a little foreshadowing. Yeah, I think it might have become a thing because Stephen and Kurt were like, we want to dump Drea. And then (laughs) Martin's like, well, Drea has a coin. And they're like, well, fuck, what do we do about that? And then they figured out how to get rid of it. If that was, I would not be surprised if that was the timeline that happened. Because I need to go back. I'll go back and watch. But there is no recollection of him saying that you can give that coin away if you get eliminated. No, I don't remember either. I also still just love the fact that it's a coin and they won an award, but yeah. they didn't get an award. They got a coin. Whatever. 
They want a physical trophy and then a coin. So yeah. A trophy <laughs> and a coin. We need to ask Drea, did she get to keep the award? Does she like have that at her house? Yeah. Yeah. We do need to ask Drea. Yeah. Are we are we spoiler alerting that? No, not yet because like there's three women who were eliminated. Like we have to yeah. figure out like are all of them going to be made available to us this week? I thought we were, I thought it was just going to be one. Uh-huh. That is true, guys. So we are going to be doing another exit interview. Um, at least one. We're not really fully sure what we're going to get since there's three people. <laughs> so if you guys have specific questions for any of these three ladies, feel free to DM us, um, post it in the hotties. We love all the questions yeah. that we can ask them. But yeah, yeah triple Elim. Crazy. So how many does this leave us with? I think I counted nine. Nine left. So we're halfway because we started 18. Yes, yes. And I remember, um, I'm trying to pull it up now from our original email with the good old team over at Fox. Um, we were trying to figure out how many episodes are left. The finale airs on the 10th of March. So we have, let's do some quick math here. Mixie. One, two, three, four, five, six more episodes. Six so there's six more episodes left. So that means five before we get to however many left going into the last episode where they would pick. I imagine uh -huh. you know, there could be four left or two left. There's got to be more. I think there'd be a final four. I would think so as well. So that makes sense now that maybe one would go a week. Again, it, it, this is another fascinating thing about this show is like mm -hmm. week to week. You don't know. Like maybe it's one. Maybe it's three. Maybe it's two. Who knows? Maybe next week they'll go, we can't really decide on anybody. Nobody's going home yet. Yeah. Who knows? Love it. I mean, I love it. I love it so much. Um, I I really, I didn't watch the preview for next week. Um, I try not to, to try to avoid any sort of spoilers, but I can only imagine it's going to keep getting better from here. I love this show. So good. So good. So good. So good. Well, it's come to that time where we are accepting, uh, we are reading off all of the hotties that we've accepted on the Facebook hotties page. If you would like to join, please feel free to do so. The link is in the description of the podcast. Yeah, we had some uh, good convos yesterday about what you guys are thinking in the show and like, it's an open forum. And again, like all of it is delayed, like there's no spoilers in there. Mm -hmm. um, so feel free to come over and join the hotties and the best part of joining the hotties is you get a one-on-one -on -one shout out from our one of our amazing team members here at the right reality mix who tries to say your name yay i try to say your name and it's come to that time where i have to disclaimer i apologize in advance this is not an attack on you i'm actually trying to read your name <laughs> Okay, we have three new hotties this week. We Woo. will start with Val Harris. Hi, Val. Who uh, spelled your name incorrectly, I'm going to assume on purpose, Stephen. <laughs> we got a V on that one. Val, I just said hi to you. Revoking. I've just revoked <laughs> my hi. That's fine. It's been revoked. I'll thank you for the engagement either way. Whatever, Val. Next, we have Shelby Ray who uh, says that it's your name is Steven with a PH. She spelled all of that Fucking out. Fucking right, Shelby. Fucking right, Shelby. Thank you, Shelby. 
God damn it, right, Shelby? But we do have the last hottie who is confused about Stephen's name. Oh. Why why are you guys doing this to me? You Emily? <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> and she's and she's got a triple name. God, Emily. Emily Pierce Rivera um, says that the hosts of The Right Reality are Mixie and the other guy. And then in parentheses, it says Stephen with a B, Stephen with a PH, Stevie, Stevon, and Steve. Well, she covered all the bases. I mean, that's better than just assuming the wrong one, right? Emily, I did not know that information when I viciously attacked you moments ago. (laughs) I would also like to rescind my upset remarks at you and say well played Emily well played Emily Pierce Rivera very well done thank you everyone for joining the hotties like I said before if you'd like to join we would love to have you we'd have tons of conversations about fun things I am planning on screenshotting the cow moo and just to see if everybody saw it when I saw it (laughs) and throwing it in there but yeah join the hotties we have a really fun time in there so uh and I read your name it's a win-win and now it's time for Steven to tell me how much everybody loves us in our reviews. We do. We have our review section. It's one of my favorite parts of each episode. Uh, and I will say, there was a lot of you who reviewed us last week who gave us like five stars or how many stars you gave us and you didn't leave an actual review. We appreciate that as well. We just appreciate if you put it in a line, you know? And while I do that, you thought, you thought for a moment that you are going to get through an entire episode of the number one Joe Millionaire podcast and you weren't going to get a workout booster? Uh, get the fuck out of here. Oh, 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 it's workout time. It's workout time. Here we go. Two minutes and go. Two minutes. You better fucking go. You better go or we're adding another minute. So get it fucking together. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Let's get to our reviews from Friday. We had Gabby Bo 23 give us a five-star. It says, hilarious. Oh. I, I probably look crazy to the outside world listening to this podcast because of how hard it is. Well, damn right you should look crazy, Gabby. That's so nice. I think you look like a friend of mine. <laughs> uh, we had another one come in from Catherine. Catherine? Catherine. Catherine, Catherine Shayla, Shayla, Catherine Shala, you know who you are, and it says, love it, five stars. So glad I found this pod. Hilarious. Thanks, guys. No, thank you. Thank Thank you. Thank you for the engagement. Mm. Thank you for the five stars. This is the stuff I need. We feel so much better about ourselves. We don't know, as we said before, we don't know how to feel about ourselves until we we do this. We don't know. By the way, you have one minute left. You finish and you finish hard. You don't give up. Grind, bitch. You don't give up. Grind. Big time. Personal best. Let's go. Um, This one is coming from Emmy1382, and it says, huge fan, have you considered? Hear me out. It's a show that's a cross between The Challenge and Joe Millionaire. Four women compete for the love of one man, and wow, do they compete. The show is Sister Wives on TLC. I would give nearly anything to hear you and Mixie sit in some silence after watching these episodes. No matter what you decide, please consider it. Thank you for not going away once the main show is on a break. Appreciate you both. 
thank you for the time. And we finish in five, four, Get it. three, yes. two, one. Congratulations. Way to go. You did it. And we finish with this very specific review. The number one Joe Millionaire podcast it is titled. And it says best Joe Millionaire and workout podcast. There you go. And that's from All MC94. <laughs> Best Joe Millionaire and Workout Podcast. I hope you enjoyed that workout booster. Wow, we are coming for all of the different all of the different podcast genres. We're number one. We're not sleeping. We're continuing to work to climb other mountains. We all we do is grind for you. All of it. Grinding, making it work, making it just just be an experience for your ears. And I do have to say, we asked you to go to our Instagram last week and, and fill in the blank on what uh, the Sarah Rose thing was. And it was, I just want, I want him like I want to blank out of him. And we had some response. We had some great responses here. Yeah. Um, at Sarah Rose, believe it or not, commented. <laughs> and she said, I just want to date the fuck out of him. Oh, I'm so glad she was able to tell us that that definitely is what she said. Yeah, I don't think that's what she said. Uh, our girl Carolyn from the show said she said what she said and what we all say about the bow we have eyes for or heart eyes for. Okay. Okay. Uh, our girl Suzanne from the show wrote boink. <laughs> boink. <laughs> Fuck yeah, Suzanne. Katie from the show put three laughing, crying faces and then said, I mean, and then the hard eyes. I don't think emojis work on TV, but good try, Katie. We appreciate the effort. He gave it a shot. Engagement's engagement, <laughs> no matter how incorrect it is. Uh, we had one here, uh, which is, I feel like, uh, totally specific for me. Obviously, it comes from our good friend, Chris. Chris wrote, exercise the demons. <laughs> and in parentheses, I, he said, I thought a uh, big SNL fan would enjoy that. I mean, it's huge SNL fan, but that we I, I think that was also another joke. And uh, well played, Chris. Um, <laughs> uh, and our final one. And to me, this week's winner of the caption contest comes from Megan or Megan because it's M-A-E-G-A-N. Uh-huh. She wrote. I want to find the missing episode number two out of him. <laughs> you get a fucking air horn for that. Incredible. Thank you. Amazing. Yes. Is Winston the one that's holding episode two? Is that who I need to talk to? Yes. Thank you all so much for joining us. We will be back again next week. Like I said, we're going to be doing some exit interviews. We don't know how many or uh, how long that will be. So keep an ear to the ground for the right reality to let you know when that is up. But um, we're going to be leaving. So thank you so much for listening. We'll, we'll see you. We'll see you in a few days. Yeah. C-A-M-P-F-I-R-A song song. <laughs> Not it. Bye. Bye. Daddy Martin.